1: It's that demonstration of Jesus' greatest commandment that we'll hear more about today on The Kingdom and Its Stories.
2: Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are around the world, a warm welcome to you. My name is Julian Gibb from the Harvest Foundation, and you are listening to The Kingdom and Its Stories. And The Kingdom and Its Stories is a program about how we as Christians are called to live out our faith to uh, indeed know the scriptures, study the scriptures, but to put the scriptures into action. And so today we're blessed. We're blessed to have uh, Marlon. And uh, Marlon is from uh, exotic places, the other side of the world. And it's very early in the morning for him, middle of the night. So I am very appreciative to you, Marlon. Thank you for joining us. You're very welcome. It's my pleasure to join you. So, brother, uh, tell us where where in the world are you?
3: Well, I am just across the lake, the big lake <laughs> of the Pacific. So, from Manila, uh, Manila is the main city, the capital city of the Philippines. Uh, it the Philippines is uh, uh, a group an archipelago of 3,100 islands uh, on the left side of the big Pacific lake. If I travel to the right, I land in Guam, then Hawaii in the middle of the Pacific, and then I cross another part and I land in Los Angeles. And uh, Phoenix is just uh, one hour or less than two hours flight from Los Angeles. So that's where I am located. Uh, I am uh, a little down under the big country of China. So I am above uh, uh, Malaysia, Indonesia, and Australia. So there you are. Well wonderful. So uh the Philippines and
2: what can you what can you tell me I've I've never been there. What 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 what's it like you you're well acquainted with America uh, the USA yes. yes. so what what's the Philippines like T- tell me tell me a little bit.
3: Well uh the Philippines is uh, the only colony that the United States acquired from Spain. And so we are considered to have spent uh, 300 300 years in a Spanish convent and uh, maybe 80 to 100 years in Hollywood. (laughs) And uh, so with a little uh, less than five years of Japanese occupation, that is what the Filipino is like now. Uh, So we are a... uh, Combination of all of those, of the two main uh, colonial powers, Spain and the United States. And uh, now uh, Korean pop is very popular aside from uh, Hollywood. Like my name is Marlon. Uh, you will remember me if I tell you that I am Marlon Brando Roldan. So I am, uh, I got my name from The Godfather marlon brando <laughs> well that's you wonderful you you hear a lot of family names that are spanish because of 300 years in the spanish convent well
2: wonderful you know and it, it's a beautiful country you know just just looking uh uh online that's the closest i've been to it but uh brother you know in, in so tell me in your in your country uh how have you uh been serving uh your population, your people, your neighbor—how have you been been loving them? How have you been showing them Jesus Christ? Yes, uh,
3: as a commissioned missionary of my home church, I served uh, first among tribal people uh, in one island, and then I did uh, church ministry as a as an ordained pastor. So 13 years, I was with a mission organization and, uh, with the name of Overseas Missionary Fellowship International. I served here in the Philippines in Urban Poor House Church Multiplication, a missionary uh, lived among the urban poor and started ministry of house church uh, movement. Uh, Our vision is to disciple the urban poor so that they begin as instruments for community transformation right there in the slums. Mm. Our ministry began with... uh, uh, the missionary befriending street children, then renting a hovel in the slum, uh, befriending the families of the young, young people that he befriended in the streets. He saw the need for water, so he tried to organize water cooperatives for women uh, they dug deep wells when they drew out the water. It was uh, as dark as Coca-Cola. So they uh, organized a system of water filtering and they sold water to the community. That's how it all began. And then uh, they... Uh, uh, so the, the need for livelihood, because the women were gambling all day, uh, playing bingo and gossiping. So uh, our one of our workers, the missionary who went into the slum, uh, organized and taught the women how to do cross-stitching. So the women, instead of gambling and gossiping all day, they did cross stitching and found out that they can make money. They can sell their products, so that's another livelihood. And uh, fathers who were getting drunk uh, after work at five to six p.m., someone organized uh, uh, a father's uh, gang or club and. Uh, taught them some songs and organized uh, instead since they spent all night drinking so until they are drunk they get, go to sleep and work next day at eight o'clock instead of that uh, he befriended them and taught them some uh, songs in the vernacular until they began to look forward to seeing him come back and he introduced some Bible stories and some of them became followers of Jesus Christ. So the men. Uh, later on, uh, other projects came, uh, kindergarten schools, child development centers, uh, youth uh, fellowships, scholarship assistance, educational assistance for the former Youth at risk, who were uh, street children, and so the health problem was addressed. There were there was a lot of tuberculosis. There's a story of this young man. Uh, he was discovered to be multi-drug resistant tuberculosis. So one of the women accompanied him to the clinic. He was mistreated by the nurse. He refused to go back to the clinic. We begged him to go back because he will surely die if he did not. So even if it was difficult, we helped him go back to the clinic until he recovered eventually. And now he has his own family. So according to what we, we see and according to the Pace that the people can go. I tell, I tell our colleagues in the house churches. Uh, if you look at our uh, child development centers, kindergarten schools, every child is an open door to one family for us to visit. And so we, uh, show our concern to the family, and our products in our child development centers are known to be good performers in the proper school when they enter uh, the elementary school. Every every end of the semester, there are uh, youth camps that we organize Uh, and many of the young people whom we are sending to school become followers of Jesus Christ and so uh, we do not build churches we start house churches of beginning with eight families eight people if it grows to be Sixteen people, we divide it into two to make two house churches. And it is in these small groups that actual acts of kindness and demonstrations of love uh, occur. And uh, this is the essence. With Everything that you do in the church, we do in the house church. And we have homegrown uh house church leaders uh, who become the pastors themselves who uh, undergo training all year round in how to handle the word of God and then they become the leaders of the house churches. There is one uh, carpenter Uh, after the flood. We help the victims of the flood. By building uh, pedicabs, small BMX size bicycles with sidecars, hmm. so this carpenter took on one of the pedicabs. During the day, the daytime it is used for ambulant vending, like food, uh, uh, food in the on on the streets, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, during the day they use that. During the evening, that at night, they gather recyclable materials from the uh, the garbage dumps and bring them to the junk shops. Plastic pieces of wood or uh, pieces of steel or copper or things that you can salvage from the dump heap. So. This carpenter uh, started that way and then got to join the men's group and came to know the Lord, was discipled, and started uh, discip- uh, as, a, as one playing the guitar. He joined me in ministering to the janitors and the security guards of my big church. My home church is a big church about uh, 15 minutes only 15 to 20 minutes from the big slum colony nearby and uh, later on he joined me in my trip to the typhoon super typhoon devastated island mm. where uh, if you go there it was like a place hit by an atomic bomb uh, because it was really a super typhoon that was a storm surge that went as high as 20 feet and a wow. whole city uh, was went underwater. So we went there with this carpenter uh, and uh, fast forward, I recruited him. I brought some of these uh, slum dwellers and uh, urban poor young people up the mountain and built a prayer house this carpenter became the pastor of that house church that we began up in the mountain Mm. so uh, we started a movement among the urban poor and uh, we have about 30 house churches in uh, eight slum communities all over metropolitan Manila and around our program consists of aside from uh, evangelization gospel preaching teaching uh, youth work uh, primary health care and tuberculosis uh, referrals child care and children's ministries livelihood uh, we discovered that we cannot mix charity, charity work and business. Uh, House churches are charity. Uh, House church planting is charity. And so we separated the business side and we set up missional business center just to teach a biblical worldview for uh, setting up businesses and running businesses. Mm. So those are the things
2: that we are engaged in. My, my head is swimming, brother. You know, the list is, <laughs> it is just there's so many wonderful things that you and the church community are involved in. And, uh, you know, it's kind of uh, I'm thinking, wow. You know, So To so, so, so tell me how, um, you know, say for someone like me or perhaps someone listening on the radio, they might be thinking, whoo you know, wow, um, that's huge. All of those areas, you know, so many different areas helping so many uh, people in, in different situations. I I don't know where to start. You know, I don't know if I could do that. I mean, uh, perhaps like, you know, Marlon, you know, he's uh, he's a, a super spiritual superhero, but I don't know where to start. I, I, I don't know what to do. What would you say to me or to someone who says to you, who I'm kind of like, I I don't know where to start. What would you
3: say? Um, Start from where you are. Begin with the face and a name. That is how the first missional worker entered the slum. Uh, As he was uh, walking, he met the young people in the street. He befriended them. Where do you live? Take me to your home. He met the family. And then in order to have more time, he rented a vacant hotel in the slum. And he lived there. This man, his name is Patrick Hobbs. He is British that immigrated to Canada and then uh, became a teacher in a uh, mission school here in Manila. So Patrick Hobbs. Hmm. Uh, we started the Urban Poor Ministry of Overseas Missionary Fellowship here in the, in the Philippines. The yeah. two of us, and Patrick Hobbs is now with the Lord. He handed over... Uh, the work to me, and it uh, start where you are. Invest in people. Always uh, do not lose sight of the bottom line, which is to invest so that sometime in the future he comes to a decision where he says, "I want to know your Jesus Christ. I want to know why you are doing this." Then that is your time to explain in a natural way, avoiding to be contrived or uh, manipulative, but instead uh, explain when the time comes why you are doing it. Uh, mm-hmm. So they will remember you more for your acts of kindness and acts of love rather than your flashes of wisdom and brilliance and uh, uh, intelligence so uh, those are the, the, that is the most effective way to uh, to guide people do not lose uh, sight of the most important and invest enough to be... Uh, inconvenienced and since the urban poor have their own culture and imperfections of their own culture you have to put up uh, with so many things and postpone judgment and just accept that uh, many of the imperfections are the ones that are causing their uh, poverty and their suffering. Mm. So, wow. ignorance is better. Uh, uh, knowledge is better than ignorance. Uh, health is better than disease. Uh, An intellectual uh, enlightenment is better than uh, a vacuum. And uh, and so. Fear it, uh, should, uh, you know, an, a new hope and courage is better than uh, a meaningless, uh, meaningless lifestyle. So the the very simple uh, to to yeah. grow in wisdom, to grow in physical health, to be uh, acceptable to God mm. in faith. Uh, Gain favor with God and gain favor with fellow men. That's the simplest to look 250 to explanation what you want to do.
2: So, so, brother, you know, from what I'm hearing, it's, you know, what you're saying is step out and start. Start with one person and uh, yes. befriend them, love them, and yes. then uh, see where the Lord takes you with that and how how that may may expand and brother you know what one question i have for you is that that's a lot of activities you know what what is the strength that keeps you going i mean you're up you're up it's two o'clock in the morning or you know where you are now and you, you say oh no i can do the interview you know and uh what is the strength what is the motivation that keeps you going and makes you do all this
3: um what did it take to uh, What did it take to bring back Jesus Christ from the dead? Paul, the apostle Paul, called it the resurrection power, and he said in Philippians that in his lifetime he wants to know the resurrection power that. Uh, brought Jesus Christ from dead to life. So that is the power that comes from the Holy Spirit. And unless there is a Jesus Christ in your life, uh, you will will not sustain, you will not be resilient, you will not continue. Uh, Before I became a full-time minister, My training in university, by the way, I took up community development. I have a bachelor's in community development, and then uh, I did a master in community development until someone told me, uh, why don't you try going to Bible school? Because you might make a good pastor. So I went to Bible school for uh, five years. And became ordained as a minister. Now I realized that I was not young anymore when someone introduced me. Uh, I was recycled. I was recycled when I I retired in nine in two thousand fourteen. Brother, I was I'm- recycled. I must and,
2: apologize to you, brother. We, we've we run out of time. So we're going to have to have okay. you back. You know, your your course, stories are just so fascinating, yeah, yeah. brother. Yeah. And uh, okay. I, could, I could sit at your feet and listen for hours. But uh, uh, I just want to, uh, we'll have you back and we can talk. And uh, I want to thank you and appreciate you. So Marlon, thank you for being with us on the show. Okay.
3: Anytime, uh, Julian. Uh, two o'clock is perfect, actually, because it's quiet. The dog is not barking. There is no traffic. Traffic in Manila is, uh, we call it magetón.
2: Well, sleep, sleep well, and God bless you all.
1: Jesus defines discipleship as, come and follow me. Next Monday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360, we'll hear another testimonial from a leader demonstrating how they and the people of the church are sacrificially loving the needy and beginning to see real change in their communities. If you have a personal example of how you are being the hands and feet of Jesus with your neighbors, we'd love to hear from you. Enter your story at harvestfoundation.org. That's harvestfoundation.org on the Contact Us tab. You can also subscribe to the podcast on The Kingdom and Its Stories on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.